Hello and welcome to another episode of the Move Forward Anyway podcast, featuring dream-accelerating inspiration. As always, you can learn more about my Dream Accelerator coaching process at jeffmeyer.org. You can click on the Move Forward Anyway tab and watch all of these episodes in video form, or you can download wherever you like to get your podcasts from. I'm your host, author, entrepreneur, and coach, Jeff Meyer. Welcome, fellow dreamers. I am so excited to have my guest with me today, my lovely bride, Amy Meyer. Amy, thank you for being my bride, first of all, for saying, I will, when I ask you under the arch in St. Louis so many years ago. Thank you for being my partner on the journey and uh, for inspiring me and keeping me sane and keeping me moving forward anyway. That's the name of this podcast. And that little mantra um, has been something that you've taught me over and over again. So thank you for that. Thanks for being with us today and for blessing our audience uh, with your presence. Um, Amy is my wife, mother of my four daughters. And um, on our team at the church, an author, a world-renowned speaker, a coach, and I would say a consultant, and um, my partner in life. So without further ado, Amy, why don't I just ask where the genesis of the dream to write this book came from. Can you take me back to the moment when you decided to actually uh, get more intentional about, you've been writing for years, but to get more intentional about actually writing a book. And your book is called Snapshots and Stories, Increasing Awareness of God's Faithfulness Through the Practice of Journaling. Where'd you get the bug to write a book? Well, thanks for having me. I was excited that uh, I got to be a guest. I get to be a guest on your podcast. So thanks for letting me have the fun of doing this. So the idea for the book actually came from me celebrating that you wrote your book. Uh, I was celebrating with a friend, mutual friend of ours, and I was all excited. And I was, he did it. He did it. He wrote his book. And she celebrated with me for about 30 seconds. And then she said, when are you going to write your book? And I was like, what? I'm not going to write a book. And then the exact same thing happened with another friend. I was like, why are people asking me about what I'm going to write? And what in the world would I write a book on? And so I was driving home from Milwaukee. And I just started kind of talking out loud, like I often do in the car <laughs> when no one is with me. And it's kind of just talking to God, like, what would I, what would I even write about, Lord? I don't have enough knowledge or enough words on one topic like how does anyone even do that and then I started to think well you know I have a lot of different little stories and that first friend uh, Lynn Shaner actually uh, she said to me once just just jot down what your table of contents would be don't worry about mm -hmm. if you have enough words or just just jot down a table of contents and before I knew it I had over 30 different stories that I thought I could write about. And so it started with a table of contents. And then quite honestly, I just started kind of having fun writing about, I would pick one that I had energy to write about. 
and I would write and write and write. And then I move on to another one. And I didn't worry about editing or if it sounded good. I just was actually just having fun writing. Yeah, that's one of the, uh, just a little side note, that's one of the key principles in writing is don't write and edit at the same time. Those are two different disciplines. Um, one right side of the brain, the other left side of the brain. And uh, you, will, you will get stuck and never move forward if you try to write and edit at the same time. I learned that writing my book, actually. So I love that you said you just started writing and having fun. I think that's, um, I think that's the key, right? And then later, the hard work of editing comes in and you have other people do the editing for you. So when you first heard your friends tell you that, or ask you the question, what book are you going to write about? And you started actually thinking about um, writing the book. You know, when I talk about the second voice, uh, those voices in our head that try to talk us out of our dream, uh, what, were some of the, what were some of the second voices that you had to grapple with and wrestle to the ground and then choose to move forward anyway? One of them was, do I have anything worth saying that people would want to read and um there's already enough books in the world why mm. why do we need another one uh and then honestly i saw what you went through writing your book and <laughs> i the, don't want to do that i was like that's too hard and if anyone who knows me i like to do fun things and easy things and happy things and i didn't want to do the hard work of editing and promoting and second draft. And I, I was like, that's just too much. Um, so I almost talked myself out of it. In fact, um, obviously it was you that pushed me to the finish line uh, to, to get through the hard stuff. What were some of the emotions you felt when you wrestled with that, even write, in writing it and getting it to a point where you're ready to start actually think about you know, editing and uh, cover design. What were some of the emotions you were feeling as you're getting ready to birth this thing, share your baby with the world? Yeah, I, I mean, I just worried, like, is it any good at all, you know? And is it good, like, good where people would want to read it? Or is it just a not, you know, that, oh, that's nice, Amy, like, I wanted it to be really good and and I wasn't sure that it was. So I think, I guess that boils down to fear, right? It, are people gonna like it? Will, uh, will, it, will it be a benefit for anyone? Um, and truly my book is, there are 30 stories about my life. There are, it's really a personal mm. intimate work. And so, I mean, I really put myself out there. And I mean, you read the book, you know a lot about me and my mm -hmm. life. <laughs> my growing up life, my married life, my being a mom life, my, I mean, it's, it, they're personal stories. They're all from my, they're my stories. They're just little snapshots of my stories and how God worked through those stories in my life, really with the hope that people would be motivated to take time and consider their own story and consider where God has worked in their life. One of the, one of the uh, lessons that I've learned uh, by reading the book and I think I read this while you were still writing the book, um, but chapter 18, make his words stick. You talk about a, a time when it was really difficult time for you and you happen to open the Bible to uh, Lamentations 3, verse 20 through 23. And um, yet this I call to mind and therefore I have hope. My soul is downcast within me, yet this I call to mind. 
it's kind of a move forward anyway move, isn't it? My soul is downcast. I'm not going to push it away, deny that it's happening. Yet, in the midst of the downcast soul, I'm going to call to mind what? This I call to mind. And he goes on, the author goes on and talks about the Lord's great love. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. This I call to mind. So this, this idea of calling to mind a truth, calling to mind um, a promise in the midst of the hurt and choosing to trust in it. And it turns, it, it helps turn things around. Um, and that's part of the reason you wrote this book, right? Is to help people by journaling through the practice of journaling, be able to call to mind these promises so they could remember them. Say, exactly. more about, say more about how journaling does that. Yeah, so I'm a big fan of journaling and I always have been. I, as I was getting ready to write this book, sort of realized that really as young as six years old, my mom had put a tool in my hand, which was just a calendar. And it had those little boxes, but I would write in the little box what I did. And at six, you know, went to the zoo, like, you know, not much, but um, it got me in the practice of, first of all, a habit of a daily habit of writing down things. Now I haven't consistently written in a journal since I was six. However, yeah. it is the one thing that I have been very consistent about in my life. And what I have found is it is much easier to remember if you write something down. And all throughout scripture, God is calling the children of Israel to remember because we so often and easily forget. We forget the promises of God. We forget who he is, his character, his track record. We forget and all we focus is on our problems and ourselves and then he gets forgotten. And so mm. to help us remember, writing things down does that, whether it's writing down a scripture promise, writing down a prayer request, writing down the emotions of your day. Um, I love when I read back over a journal, which I try to do at the end of every year. I try to read over my year's work of just writing. And, Eve, just a few weeks ago, yeah, we reading that night, uh, some of the things that happened this year, it was quite a year. <laughs> right, right. And believe it or not, we will forget how difficult 2021, mm. 2020 was. We will forget what it was like to be locked down. We will, you know, for a lot of us, maybe not for a very long time because it was extreme, but we'll forget those up and down emotions. And it's fascinating to read back something we were so wrapped up and concerned about. It all worked out, right? Mm. God's hand was on it. He took care of it. Often way beyond what we ever could have imagined how he took care of it. And, um, just to be able to look back at that, you can't do that if it's not written down because you simply cannot remember everything. There's too yeah, much the coming a, at us. There's a limited capacity. And mm -hmm. I think that's also why habits are so important. I write about that in my book, as you pursue your dream, the, the more daily things you can put into the habit category, that leaves your brain free to think mm -hmm. about the things of the day. We have a limited capacity every day. And the more things we can do routinely, without thinking about them, 
Right. Um, the more space we leave open for creative thought and uh, difficult challenges, thoughts and solving problems and um, thinking our way through obstacles. So that's really cool. Um, there are probably some people watching this on the podcast that are not um, Christian, that don't believe the Bible is the word of God, um, that don't have a faith relationship with God. Maybe don't believe that God exists. What could journaling look like for them? And what what would be the benefit for them? Journaling isn't just for Christians. It's not just to remember the promises of God, is it? I don't think so. No, I uh, think one of the easiest places to start and one of the most beneficial places to start, and I keep a running record of this as well, is what are you grateful for? What can mm. you be thankful for in your day? And oftentimes people say, you know, try to write three things down at the end of the day. Um, it helps you be in a better place. Um, emotionally, when we practice gratitude, it's easier to be um, happy and at peace when you are thankful, when you count your blessings. And so whether it's that or even recording just your emotions, just to be able to name them, a lot of times when we can name what we're feeling, it's not as overwhelming and we can deal with it better once it's down on paper. Talk to me about the different um, methods of journaling that people could use. I mean, sometimes we think we have to sit down and write, like I did the, the, the morning pages every morning for a couple of years and wrote, hand wrote three full pages every morning before I did anything else. And I got, after a while, I got to be pretty much a routine, but that might be like overwhelming for some folks. What are some different ways people could journal? Uh, one of the things that I tell people because they think, well, I have to have, you know, 45 minutes or an hour or write three pages. I don't have that much time. Therefore, I never journal. So my encouragement is go ahead and set a timer. And what time do you have? Okay, you've got five minutes. Journal for five minutes. Put the book and the pen away and get up and go about your day. Mm -hmm. And then if you can grab five minutes later, journal for another five. Or maybe it's two minutes. I mean, whatever works for you to get in that habit. It's um, for our brains to get from here to the pen and write it out. There's healing that comes in that. And uh, the other thing I would suggest too is you don't have to journal in complete thoughts. If sentences and essays aren't your thing, just bullet points, just bullet some thoughts down. In fact, when I had the opportunity to travel to Ethiopia, I would be so tired by the end of the day and I had seen so much and experienced so much, but I couldn't get it all out because I was so tired. So I would just bullet points, you know, and, and then you don't lose them. Uh, I've seen you, I've seen you write, uh, besides words, I've seen you draw pictures. I've seen you sketch things on a page. So it doesn't necessarily have to be just words that help you remember. Right. Um, it could be pictures. Um, it, you could draw, you could color. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I've seen you like listen to a song and just uh, take out the colored uh, pencils I got you for your birthday and just and just write and doodle to the song and let the song kind of pour over you mm -hmm. so there's all kinds of creativity within uh, the practice of journaling that you espouse I think it's interesting um, that you you didn't stop with the writing of the book. There's been more that's happened since writing the book. Um, the book isn't, and I guess this would be something I'd like to kind of add as a principle in this episode is that there's not just one dream 
necessarily in someone's life. A dream can be to write a book. Well, you you haven't stopped. This this has actually spurred on other dreams. Um, talk to me a little bit about uh, what you've wanted to do with this and maybe already what you have done with this, even in the pandemic, uh, to help people actually do more than read the book, but actually work on the discipline of journaling. Yeah, so uh, our oldest daughter and I, um, we host a couple different types of workshops, one of which is pause, breathe, love, and we have pause, breathe, appreciate. And then with the book as the, res as the resource, I launched Pause, Breathe, Write. And uh, because of the pandemic, we met, out, here. <laughs> we met out at a park and uh, the, everybody got a copy of my book and we were spread out on blankets and uh, we used the book as a resource and they had an opportunity to read one of the short stories, whichever one they wanted to, and then answer the prompt because the book is more than just reading my stories. Truly, my hope is that people are inspired and encouraged to reflect on their own story and then start the practice of journaling. So there's prompts after the, the end of each chapter, and not every prompt will um, resonate with you, but hopefully it'll get you reflecting and thinking, because a lot of times we are moving so quickly through this life, and we don't, we don't take that time to be reflective and to think back perhaps over our childhood or a difficult time or whatever, so the journaling workshop that we did was just that. We practiced journaling right there in the moment. Uh, a lot of folks said to be able to take even 10 minutes of quiet to write down something different than what they did during the day, but truly to reflect on some of those deeper questions was really helpful for them. And then we journaled about the pros and cons. We Sorry, we talked about the pros and cons of journaling. Where do they get stuck? Uh, what's getting in their way? Things like that. So we processed and discussed together. It was really, really fun. And I hope to do a lot more of them. So what are some of the, the barriers, the problems, the people, difficulties people have with journaling? For some folks, it's perfection. They hmm. want to get out of the sentence structure just right. For <laughs> other people, they don't know where to start. They see the bank, the blank page and it's intimidating. And so they don't know how to just get going. Other folks are afraid that people will read it. And so it's too personal and they don't want it to fall into the wrong hands. Um, some people, it's just a lack of time. They don't make it a priority. Um, actually, I, a gal in her thirties, uh, she gave up her cell phone for a year. Didn't use it, doesn't use it at all. Got a landline. If she has to find a place to go, no GPS. She map quests it, the old fashioned printout direction ways. And every time that she would normally scroll on her phone, she committed to journal. And she said it made an amazing change in her life. Wow, that's really cool. I love that you're helping people um, kind of resurrect or discover this uh, wonderful discipline we've been given to write things down. Uh, a lot of times with dreams uh, pursuit, like the writing of your book and helping people with journaling, helping them remember the faithfulness of God, um, it starts because you're trying to solve a problem. Uh, a lot of dreams, a lot of entrepreneurs create things to solve something that's not working right. 
what problem is your dream? What problem does your book solve? Good question. Um, well, I think that's in the subtitle, actually, um, the increasing awareness of God's faithfulness. I think a lot of the problem is uh, we're not aware because we don't slow down long enough to consider our day or pause in the moment to notice what's happening. Um, part of that writing slows us down. And when we can get a pen out and it's okay to journal. I have a, the Penzu app, I journal on that as well. And I love that app because I can add in photos which is another cool way to remember, right? When you see a picture, you're instantly there. You can remember the emotions. So I think that the practice of journaling, which this book tries to get at, is to really just get a handle on God's got his hand on your life. And he is, he loves you so much and he's pursuing you and watching over you and wanting to know you. Um, the other piece of it being a snapshots and stories, I believe everybody has a story. Everybody, um, it doesn't have to be a dramatic, you know, big, big story, but it's your story. And to be able to pause long enough to reflect and write down, you do start to see the handprint of God in your life. You start to see how he's woven together different people in your life, events, and you start to be more aware. And then you are just so filled with gratitude because he's been with you. There's, a, there's two sides to this equation where people get stuck with journaling. One is the person that thinks that um, to journal means you have to write something down that's horrible that's going on in your life. It's gotta be really deep and it's gotta be really hard. And if you don't have that, then there's really nothing to write about. The other side of the coin is the person that feels like it's supposed to be all about celebrations and happy things. and um, what would you say to those folks that, that feel like, um, that, that are limiting their ability to sit down and write? I guess first I would ask, what have you tried? You know, what have you tried so far that hasn't, had, sometimes people are like, well, I just don't like it. Well, what don't you like about it? Well, I don't like to write. Okay. You know, what if you spoke it into a recorder or, you know, there's different ways to get around it. A lot of times it really is because, they haven't tried or the last time they did it, they were 14 years old or whatever. And it was keeping their diary with a lock and key, you know, it's, and it never progressed beyond that. A lot of times, honestly, I journal my prayers. So instead of praying them, I write them. So I'm really journaling a letter to God and I just write to him. In fact, most of my journaling is writing to him. Um, one, of and, your, one of your titles you were thinking about, I remember we seriously considered it was write God. Mm -hmm. um, and it's got a double entendre, right? Like write God, like write him a note. Um, and others is write God, write about God and who he is. Uh, I like that. Um, yeah, that, that was a good title too. And I think the celebration one, I remember hearing from someone who said, I had no idea I could write down the celebrations. I thought it had to be yep. lamenting and, oh my goodness, life is so hard. And Man, it is awesome when you get to fill a couple pages of celebration. Right. Like that is so good. Right. Yeah. You know, it, there were mornings uh, when I journaled regularly. I would start literally on the page. Start. I'm writing 
I have no idea what I want to write about. Nothing is coming to mind. I'm writing, I'm writing. This is silly. I'm writing, I'm writing, you know, and eventually mm -hmm. after I filled half the page with that phrase, something started to, to mm -hmm. leak, come out. There's a, um, there's a real natural way of getting stuff from the subconscious or unconscious even sometimes out when we're, when we start writing. Absolutely. So there are always barriers to dreams. There's obstacles uh, we get in our own way. Uh, sometimes there's external barriers and obstacles that come that keep us uh, from doing what we said we were going to do. If there weren't, we, we wouldn't get to February every year and be so devastated. We didn't keep any of our New Year's resolutions, right? So what were some of the obstacles or barriers that you faced uh, along the way in writing the book or leading these workshops with your daughter? One of the, one of the book obstacles was um, I had a lot of energy for it right at the beginning and I'd write and write and write and write. And then true to my fashion, I'm very easily distracted. Mm. And if it's a- Distraction's a huge barrier, isn't it? Yeah, so if it's a sunny day, I'm not gonna sit and write. I'm gonna go play in the sunshine or go kayak or go play with my grandkids or whatever. Like, so the distractions for me were to stick to it. Um, and I was I didn't have a deadline. So that was an obstacle for me. My, mm. I was the obstacle in terms of not setting a deadline or actually taking it seriously. You know, I was, I was writing for myself, which they say you're supposed to do. And I really was enjoying it. It was, it was a pleasure for me to recall these stories and to write them down uh, in kind of a whimsical way. Um, not every detail about the story, but a snapshot, right? And mm -hmm. so I got in my own way thinking, yeah, I'll just write for myself. It never has to make it further than that. Um, so distractions that and uh, and then again, like, is it worth the effort? Like, is it seriously worth, you know, the no, trying, yeah. yeah, trying to figure out how to get it, you know, get it with the editor and all the way to India and whatever else, like, you know, and do I really need to figure out where the page number goes and the font? Like, I don't, you know, and I had a way in my mind, I really wanted it to look, I wanted it to be pretty and be attractive and people would want to look through it and, then I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have enough expertise for this. Um, and you helped a ton having gone first. I mean, who knew you had to get your own barcode? Like who knew you had to, I mean, what, you know? So yeah. you, you were a huge help to me because you went first and that was awesome to be able to have, follow your path a little bit. Yeah. How do you keep moving forward anyway? Mm -hmm. I know this year uh, you had some plans with a lot of workshops. So we're going to be mm -hmm. in homes, smaller group clusters uh, with hostesses. And uh, that was going to be, that was going to be so much fun. We were really excited about it. And then the pandemic hits, you were able to do one in the park, but it wasn't quite the same as being in someone's home. Uh, and in Wisconsin, you got limited time uh, to be in the park <laughs> to do a journaling uh, workshop outside, right? As we discovered today with 12 more inches of snow. Um, yeah. So how do you keep move, moving forward anyway, when things come up that change your plans? Mm. Well, uh, like so many other people this year, uh, 
you have other people remind you of different creative things you can do, that there's got to be another way you can do this. And if you've got those kind of people on your team or in your circle cheering you on, they're like, wait a second, we can figure this out. And uh, did one online virtual event, pause, breathe, appreciate with Kyla. Uh, and, you know, honestly, it's, um, it gets down to, is it worth it? Like, do you really want to do it? Because if you really want to do it, you can find a way, right? Mm -hmm. There's so much creativity and we have so many resources with technology. Um, and it's having those people in your corner who say, you can do this. Yeah, I think that's a great uh, piece of advice or encouragement is make sure you surround yourself with people who are not only interested in your dream, but hold you accountable to it in a loving way and keep pushing you. Um, it's too hard to do this, to do anything that you want to do all on your own. So surround yourself with a community of people that are not just interesting, but interested and uh, surround yourself with people not just interested, but actually will hold your feet to the fire when it when it comes time to have to do that. My book would have never gotten published without my friend, Dan, just saying, I wanna see what you're writing every Friday, let's go. And that helped me uh, tremendously uh, continue to move forward anyway. The other one piece, and maybe you could speak to this as well, that I see helpful to me to move forward anyway when things are stalling out is to call to mind, there's that yet I remember thing again, right? The who, who, who is my who, you know, like who are the people that are going to benefit from me finishing this or doing this? Do you have a clear picture of who your who is and what problem you're solving in their life? Um, and if you can call that person to mind, whether it's a fictitious person that you've made up to help stimulate your moving forward anyway, or a real person, um, there's a reason your dream needs to live, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it's a person or it's a group of people for you. It's people who are so busy. They don't have time to be aware, or they're so busy that they don't take time to remember and they forget all the beauty that is around them. And you want to help remind them of that. Do you want to say anything more about focusing on your who or how you do that? Yeah, you know, it's interesting and I should probably do a better job of this, but I remember when I, when someone would send me a photo of your book came in the mail or I had a friend say, oh, the journal prompt for chapter two was mm. amazing. And here's what I wrote. Like they've shared with me what they wrote in their journal. I had a friend I haven't connected with since 1984. And I only was, I was on a summer mission project with her and I haven't really talked to her much. We've connected on Facebook a small, small bit, but she lost her son in a car accident. And she wrote to me, um, she shared with me what she wrote in her journal. And that was the most motivating, inspirational piece for me to know that people actually are reading it, actually are writing and that it's making a small difference that, that motivates me. How do you hold on to those stories, those pictures, those people? Well, when they're picked in front of mind. Yeah, I mean, I literally, I haven't done this yet, but just you saying that, I want to just go ahead and print those pictures off. Like they sent them to me on Instagram or they text messaged them to me. 
I want to print them off and put them up on my wall and be like, that's, that's why I did this. And that's there's it. more. These people. are my who. There's mm -hmm. my who. That's awesome. I love that. Well, I, um, I just continue to hope and pray that there'll be way, way more of those stories um, because you took the risk and put yourself out there, shared your life and encouraged others to draw from that, from their own life so they can be mindful of the beauty that is God's presence for them. Uh, thanks so much for being on this uh, podcast with me on this episode. Uh, what, um, what should I have asked you that I didn't ask you? You hate that oh, question, don't you? I do. You hate that um, what, would, what would the answer be if you didn't hate the question? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Um, oh, wow. I, I can't even think of anything. Uh, I guess you could have asked me how I picked the 30 stories that made it into the book. Wow. But I don't have an answer for that. You don't have an answer. <laughs> so I'm glad you didn't ask me that. Um, yeah, I, I guess... I guess um, you don't have to write, a, your dream doesn't have to be about writing a book, that's for sure. There you go. And uh, it's about what it's in your heart, what's been sparked in your imagination that can be a blessing and encouragement to someone else. Yeah. Uh, it certainly doesn't have to be a book. Nope. Yeah. How can people get a hold of you? Uh, my website is amymeyer.org. And um, you can reach me there. My book is on Amazon. And it's also, if you ever wanted to schedule a journaling workshop, we can do that too. Um, or coaching and, or whatever else. But yeah. I, coaching as well. Yeah. So yeah. they can all, they can make that contact through your website, amymeyer.org. Yep. Cool. Well, thank you so much for uh, sprucing up this episode and this podcast with your presence. You bet. God bless you, my sweet Amy. Bye. Hey, fellow dreamer. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Head over to my website, jeffmeyer.org, for all the show notes and links. And remember, fear will come, fear will stay. Move forward anyway.